0: Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass And hey, what's it gonna do? It doesn't matter how you're doing Woo! Wheel of dealing Living this life jet flag! Can you dig it, dig it, sucker? Would you please Shut the hell up You don't know what hard times are, daddy The cream will rise to the top Oh yeah Oh yeah Look at the rubble
1: what up what up it's another week of keep the K Fabe. i'm mike sitting here with my buddies ready to talk some wrestling and what a week we had before we get into it uh let's introduce the boys real quick we're gonna switch it up and start with someone who stays always freshly squeezed down in bayview mr matt michelson how are you matt
2: Woo! and that could go a couple different ways which we'll get into later
1: and he is wearing a phenomenal Ric Flair Snuggie that blew us all away.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, it's not a video podcast, so you'll just have to take our word for it. I look like a cross between Ric Flair and a wizard cosplayer.
1: And also very comfortable, too. Great for COVID. 100%. Word for work. All right, and uh, let's stay down in Bayview real quick. Going to my guy. Oh, my God. God, It's Charlie Michael. Or actually, it's Charlie Meltzer. Yep.
0: (laughs) And the crowd go banana. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) Guess who was talking about you last week, Steve? (laughs) Nobody! Wow. (laughs) Rest in peace, Pat.
1: (laughs) Very good, sir. Very good. Yeah, rest in peace, Pat Patterson. We lost a very influential uh figure in the wide world of wrestling so rest in peace pat uh going over to glendale though i'm gonna go to my guy someone who always keeps it regal steve grobschmidt how are you grabby
3: oh my boy <laughs>
0: <More than> that. <laughs> oh that's Not my, boy. my boy oh he's so <laughs>
3: handsome <laughs> That's a terrible attempt at doing what was it, Barney, Jim, um, Jim, what was it? Jim? Jim Barnett. Jim Barnett. Was, I can't. Jim Ross does it much better.
2: I, Johnny, love it. I had no idea who that was.
3: was I, I just like knew. Don't know I knew, knew for is. a fact. I knew for Correct. a fact Charlie would, which is the only reason I did it. Yep.
0: Google, yeah. Google. Google Jim Barnett sometime.
3: And yeah. It's Bar- very flamboyant promoter promoter. Yeah.
0: Yep.
1: I kind of love listening to Grilling JR and or Connie. Kind of like they're just a, <laughs> yeah. a yeah, a married couple like Connie. Yeah. I got to tell you like they're just at <laughs> like they're in love. Like, I I love yep. It's very endearing. There's something just kind of like romantic Chemistry, about those yep. two. Yeah yeah boys uh we're feeling good this week because we're coming off of a huge week of wrestling as we thought um from last episode we gave our predictions on what we thought would happen with um aew dynamite we knew it was going to be huge we just didn't know what was going to happen we figured somebody may or may not come out we just didn't know who was going to come out but wow boys um I don't think any of us saw this coming. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll tell you what I was doing during AEW Dynamite. I was making candles, getting Christmas orders fill, uh, filled for Lit MKE. And um, I had my uh, iPad going. M- and my what?
0: Promotion. What's, how, how the
3: Promotional say. consideration. So,
0: the
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Lit MKE. Um, <laughs> and my wife was giving uh, voice lessons above like I'm in the basement, her office is above me. Uh, I got the iPad going and I stop and I look because they cut to like this winter scene, uh, the pine trees, the wind, like very Game of Thrones-esque. And I'm like, wow, are they bringing out like uh, Lance Storm? Is Glacier going to be coming out? <laughs> yeah, Glacier, yeah. It was super similar. I was like, oh shit, okay, that's cool. But then I saw Sting form in the jumbotron and i about lost my shit i was going crazy i was going banana as you would say and um i actually was swearing quite a bit and kristen got pretty mad at me because uh she was teaching some young children about uh you know she's giving voice lessons so she was not happy with me but fuck it was worth it yeah yep and uh steve that had to been uh a dream come true for you my friend
3: yeah, that was um, – it did not disappoint. I mean, I um, – there's two sting moments of the last few years that, like, like just blew me over. This one was one. And then when he made his – what would wind up being somewhat ill-fated debut in WWE, <laughs> but when he made that appearance at Survivor Series and helped Ziggler and Cena's team, it's just – that was so awesome. And I think this one was just – yeah, it was amazing. I was – I'll never, I'll never get sick of sting. Um, and I just love that. Yeah. 61 year old dude comes out and everybody goes crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I was, I did not see that coming. And I, I was like, I I won't, I won't, I won't won't lie to you and the fans listening and Greg, the hammer Valentine, who's also listening that, um, I had a little tear in my eye. I was so, I was so caught up in the moment.
1: I I had goosebumps for sure. I'll, I'll admit it. And, um, he, like just what a smart move too on the on behalf of AEW. After the Undertaker retiring and they bring that out, I was just in utter shock. Did any of you guys see uh the reveal? Like what was your reactions? Did you see it live or catch up with it later?
2: I ended up catching up with it later. Well, so the four of us were on a group text. I actually wasn't watching it because again, I don't have cable, so I'm just saying you're watching whatever else was on TV. All of a sudden I get this text from Mike that just says, holy fuck in all caps. And I'm thinking, (laughs) okay, something huge is happening right now. And I'm thinking it's Kenny Omega and Jon Moxley, maybe some crazy twist happened in the match. But then I start going on Twitter and seeing all these tweets about Sting. And immediately I had a hunch that there was some big reveal or debut. So I ended up finding a video on YouTube of Sting's entrance and man, what an entrance this guy got like back in 2014 kind of like steve was talking about just a minute ago at survivor series when sting re-debuted in wwe it was awesome i remember seeing it thinking this is so cool i've talked about this a lot in previous episodes of this podcast i was not a wcw guy growing up but Sting is just so cool. Like, how can you not like Sting, right? So man. seeing this, seeing this whole segment, Sting comes out. He's got this awesome winter scene playing on the screen, comes out with the baseball bat, stares down every guy in the ring. And then he has this more epic stare down with Darby Allen, which oh. I really hope that's going somewhere. Like he didn't sure. say a word, but he didn't have to. This was probably the coolest thing to happen in 2020 when it comes to pro wrestling. It's, it's just time. it was the it was the
3: um, past, present, future. Because he's paused over, you know, him and Iron. I mean, that in and of itself was awesome. I mean, after the history of those dudes, and then Cody, who, who was the present, and then yeah, that lingering stare at Darby. I mean, he, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> for a for a segment where a dude didn't say a word, it certainly carried a lot of weight. Yeah, and just hearing Shivani,
0: it sting like just
3: the
1: way that he says it. It was, that was just great. so it's refreshing the stinger like it was so i just like
3: he was into yeah, it
1: i had goosebumps i was just in utter shock charlie do you have anything weigh in about this what are you thinking I, man
0: i i have goosebumps but i thought it was really i thought it was really cool i thought it was a like you know it was probably like you said I'm trying to think of what happened in 2020 it's probably the biggest uh shocker of 2020 for sure like you said um mm-hmm. it's it, it's good that um it reminds me of the old, I mean, everything's old, but the old Raw uh, versus Nitro days where a guy, you wouldn't know who was coming, like, holy shit. It was a Mm -hmm. holy shit moment, like, oh my God, you know, like, nothing got out about it. I thought that that part of it was cool. You know, I probably would have marked out as hard as you, and, you know, Mm I thought I saw it live, you know, but I kind of saw the group text, and then I was like, oh shit, you know, it's it's a great pickup for him, dude. Like, it's We'll see how it plays out and how they use them, but it could, like you said, it could be the shift, the shift of things to come for, you know, for a on that landscape. Well, NXT is not going to catch them, but I mean, it could push them to get, you know, up to 900, 900,000 to a million people a week, maybe so we'll see. I'm Almost surprised, seven. Charlie,
2: that you didn't get a call or a tip from your cousin Dave Meltzer, because oh, supposedly he had noticed that WWE took down all of Sting's merchandise yeah, a couple said weeks that ago. Post.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, I heard him. He said, right. that, like yeah. after. It's like, dude, come on, you never even mentioned anything about it, dude.
2: Yeah. So either I he's probably just trying to babyface himself, because either he really sure did he notice that and just kept his mouth shut, in which case, good on him or he's like oh yeah, yeah I, I noticed this in which case yeah okay dave talking yeah out me of his too but he
0: didn't know <laughs> yeah, yeah those guys kept he- a secret
1: and which is really hard to do nowadays, you know, in social with social media and Twitter and everything oh, yeah. getting out instantly. It's almost impossible. So, it's impossible,
0: yeah. That's, so, that's, that's the best thing about it.
3: It was just – Yeah, just that spontaneity not is not – Yeah, spontaneity is not really possible in wrestling too much these days, and they pulled it off. By the way, just not to go on a tangent, but since you brought up Dave Meltzer, if, if anybody's interested, you need to check out Admiral Lord Baron – montevans m-o-u-n-t-e-v-a-n-s on um twitter because he's now he, he gets great pleasure out of pointing out some of the more ludicrous uh Meltzer predictions over the years like going back to the 80s 90s current time where he said something was fact and he was like dead wrong Way off. It's, it's pretty hilarious
0: <laughs> i'll and
3: try the, you know, to put the, that the in reason, the
1: uh Yeah, the reason
3: reason I heard of this guy is because Eric Bischoff, because he's always bitching about Meltzer, uh, absolutely loves this account.
2: Yeah, you you had mentioned, Steve had mentioned this to the rest of us on our group text, and I did take a look at a few of these tweets, and it goes back to like the 80s, the early 90s. I mean, there's stuff from every era, and some of it is truly hilarious. So if you miss that name, rewind this podcast about a minute Check out that Twitter handle. Take a look at it. You'll definitely get a good laugh out of it.
3: Yeah, like nice. like Mike said, we'll put it on the, uh, we'll, we'll give a shout out on social media for it too.
2: But our, uh, our, my, yeah.
1: our intern will have to shoot me a reminder just in case.
2: Yeah, where has he been, by the way? I haven't seen him in weeks. Yeah. I don't know. Well,
3: actually, I think he joined Retribution, aka the <laughs> jobber.
2: Right. And he probably got fired because his mask fell off. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, hats off to AEW. I thought they did an amazing job. Plus, it was super smart, you know, just building up the – like we talked about last week, I was like, there's something else here than just the Jon Moxley-Kenny Omega match. It's not what we're yeah, supposed to think, mainly be watching. Yeah,
3: because they kept hinting at the unexpected. Right, um, and – you know what's hilarious is that – I mean, these it bothered some people. It's like me. It's like lighten up. I didn't care. But Sting comes out in a Sting AEW shirt. Oh, like yeah. in his ship, surprise debut, and then, like, pretty while the segment was going on, I went to AEW's website and they had like a whole line of merchandise available Perfect. already, like oh, shirts yeah. and hats and yeah. stuff, well, yeah. which was
0: pretty well, great. They, it's smart. They, said they announced they announced at this you know during the live show that they were mm-hmm. selling shirts there, and people were going, Yeah, out and getting yeah, them. yeah,
1: <laughs> it's brilliant. And plus, they waited like a half an hour to, for the main event to start, too. Yeah, they wanted, so they could sell they, them, yeah. Well, they wanted the word to get out too. We're we are the number one trending trending Adam, yeah. on Twitter and like that's super smart. Just draw it out, let people then like what turn on AEW, then to see this Kenny Omega John Moxley match, which we're gonna get to right now. That was supposed to be the you know, the match of the year, the biggest match in AEW. I mean, a title exchange between those two guys on live television, uh non-pay-per-view. I mean, that's pretty huge. So just this whole setup was just you know, perfectly done. Um, transitioning to that match, uh, we know the buildup. We know the story with the with both Kenny and John Moxley and um, the Impact guy that sat in. Um, what was his name again? Sorry, is it Don something? Don Callis.
2: Don Callis. Yeah,
1: Callis. Also, that was as, interesting.
2: Sorry, I was just going to mention. Uh, fun fact: I learned this from Instagram. If you guys didn't know this, Don Callis was another character in wwe in the late 90s called the jackal yeah really
0: oh yeah The oddities Yeah. wow i remember them i remember the character
2: i didn't remember it was i didn't know it was him i didn't either until about two days ago
1: (laughs) the oddities i remember them it was just all like the mismatched it was almost like the mismatched toys or whatever yeah it was like
2: gergan and like all those like weird dudes and yeah you had to be like seven foot six or taller to be a member
1: that was so funny. Wow. Good, good little tidbit there, Matt. Thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, we saw him sit in on the announced team. He said, I got to be here for Kenny Omega's biggest match. Little did we know how influential he would be in the outcome of it. And um, something that we've been talking about for a couple of weeks now that there might be some interpromotional um, <laughs> work going on here. And um, so, so to get to the match, it, I, I was fearful that they were gonna not have a an ending because they're like, just in case you know, guys, if it goes past sixty minutes, we're still we're gonna crown a champion the night because they said it Who's like three times. Time, by the way, and I was like, that I think was that's, Jim. Uh, like, that's oh,
2: okay, Johnny that's, Cash. I think that's Johnny Cash. Giovanni.
0: It's like a Johnny Cash yeah. combo. Yeah.
2: Jr. <laughs>
1: Cesar <laughs> <Sassafras. laughs> I was I well Part I I Newgan. smoked a little Part too much Newgan. chocolate cake. I had a little too much chocolate cake.
0: Too much chocolate cake, Mom. Elvis, Elvis, Elvis. So anyway,
1: man. I thought they weren't gonna resolute this match, um, but they in oh, fact no did. Way.
0: No way, they were paying that off.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, but Callis jumped down there, handed Kenny Omega a microphone. Kenny Omega nailed moxley in the face with it um one two three kenny omega no, one yeah one way
3: an angel still still nobody's kicked out of it
1: i love that move one of the best finishers in the game and yeah once i saw him uh, lay it on him i was like is this gonna be someone who kicks out of it no and um i appreciate that they say that um, we get,
0: they say the next guy who'll kick out of his um at cow, uh, cowboy um, <laughs> yep.
3: cowboy and, shit
0: Cowboy shit. He'll be. He'll kick out. and beat Page. him eventually. Yep. Hangman. Yep. I at agree. Him, yeah.
3: He's your next champion.
0: Yep. For down sure. the line. Down the line. Yep.
3: Long yeah, time from now.
0: He's the young yeah, Luke Skywalker. Time.
1: The young alcoholic Luke Skywalker at this he, point. He's not
0: drinking. You notice he hasn't been bringing drinks to the ring anymore.
3: Oh, is he straightening? Oh, yeah, he's
0: cleaning that image up.
3: Got to go after the champ.
0: Yep. That makes one. No, it
3: was it was a fun. That was, that was yeah. Cheers to that. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: <laughs> for um, the listeners out there, if you couldn't tell, we've we've had a few drinks already getting into this podcast, and it's just. I'm having. I'm having the
3: yuzu atsumaru Japanese rice saison with r-
2: sake yeast and yuzu. Hello. That
1: sounds <laughs> wow. Fun. That's what, that's I, what she I, said.
2: I thought you were talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling for a moment. Steve. Well, that's my this is my shout out to New
3: Japan, although it's in Milwaukee, beer.
1: So anyway, uh, Callus takes Kenny Omega out of the ring once he's crowned the champion. You really don't see him, you know, in the ring with all the glory. They made a quick exit, and um, they say Kenny Omega is going to be on Impact.
3: Yeah, that was um, a fun way they did that, where he's like, "See you Tuesday," and they're like, "Tuesday, Dynamite's on Wednesday." And it's like, right. No Impact. Yeah, that was clever.
1: So I'm going to have to set my DVR um, to access TV where Impact will be. Um, It sounds like you can watch it on Twitch, right, boys? Did you hear that? I believe you can
3: watch it free on Twitch from what I've been told by a friend of mine um, and what I read. So, yeah, if if you don't have access or the Fight Network or whatever it is, um, I think you can watch it on Twitch, which is what I'll be doing as well. Because they hooked me. The plan worked. I, yep, uh, I, yep, haven't watched, yeah. I haven't watched i haven't watched impact in a long time but i'll be watching it tomorrow because i want to say and there's there's a lot of talent there i don't know why i don't watch it because uh yeah you know, their women's division is probably the best in all the leagues
0: that's and they got diana prazo
3: yep. and which i was talking up on our uh, future stars episode um yeah no that's a good ken shamrock still going dude's right out yep. is he Yep, he's yeah he's active and impact, and he is. I mean, he, he you know he, his face looks older, but oh, he, he is Jesus. jacked. It's got to look like a
0: baseball mitt jacked to the gills. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> RVD
1: <laughs> is over there too, right?
3: Tommy Dreamer. I think,
0: I think he's gone. I think no, I think they caught yeah. him, didn't they? Let him go. I think
3: RVD is gone, but Tommy Dreamer, I think, is he, um, is, is here and there.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he wrestles and he's a booker, cool. there.
3: But they oh, they got the nice. Good Brothers, uh, yep, Anderson and um, Gallows. Gallows, and yeah, no, they they got some talent there. Interesting, Callahan. Yep,
0: their champ is what's the guy uh...
3: Oh, uh, uh, the Oh, the guy, guy Swan, who yeah, got Rich fired Swan, from yep. NXT. Yep,
0: nice. He used to dance. dance. Remember, remember, Vince had him dancing. Shocking, hey. black guy dancing for the WWE. <laughs> All you
3: had, Charlie, Charlie, you said a lot before. of words that weren't necessary. All you had to do was say he was a black guy in the Oh, he was, he was
0: dancing. The dancing, the interest. dancing implied. <laughs> exactly. That's a given. That's a given. rich I hear you. Black guys WWE. know how to dance. <laughs> rich, dancing dancing your, your entrance, right. dancing your That's entrance. Damn
1: shit. it. He makes some good shit. Yeah. He makes them dance in his office before they sign him. Okay. Show sure, me your blather. And I do this with everybody. So this isn't prejudice, but uh, you're <laughs> going to have to dance for me. Let's do it together.
0: Let's do it
2: together. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. They want to make a pay-per-view. I, I will pay money to see Vince McMahon. So, so
0: speaking,
2: I mean, I kind of, maybe I'm going a little
3: off script here. The team that Charlie brought up a couple weeks ago uh, was the the, the team Top in plate. AEW. up yeah, no, the other team, the other team, the, those two black guys.
0: Yeah, the one like Cena, the one that, the the, that's the rap like
3: Cena. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, but they, that, yeah. Was, that Dude, was a weird we segment. They were. They, we can look it up, but they were. They, they yeah. kind of the uh, yeah. they called out the uh, champs. They Called out the Young Bucks in, on huh. Dynamite, but they did oh, this yeah. really weird rap.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're wrestling them this week actually
3: too. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. We'll get a good look at him Cause I'm definitely tuning in, uh, to AEW also because we, we got to see what, we didn't even talk about what, what are, what are they going to do with sting? Who is he going to like help out? Like what, what's his path?
3: Do you think?
2: Yeah. I don't I mean, know, it man. It seems like, unlikely
3: he'd be a heel, but
2: yeah, I agree. I, I can't imagine him getting in the ring and taking bumps at this point, just because of how his last run in WWE went. And I think he got injured towards the end of it, which is why. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Thrallon's
3: buckle bombed nearly paralysis.
2: Yep. Yeah. And, and just based on how AEW has booked a lot of these legends, I have a feeling he's going to end up maybe not being just a 100% pure manager for anyone. I could totally see him managing Darby Allen. I think that would be awesome in fact um i mean not that derby needs it i think he's doing a great job as the tnt champ but i do think he could use a little extra something just to help oh. elevate him to that next level and i think sting is it
3: i, I just I don't know what that. they're gonna do with sting because i mean i, I don't know like yeah manager or what tr- but it does sound I'll like he's gonna be ways. there every
0: week yeah i mean he could do sixteen you know three ways he'll you know, he'll
3: maybe um, wrestle once, once i think, in a while, yeah. I think yeah. he'll
1: if he wrestles, I think he's going to wrestle Cody just because Cody's going to want that. Because I've been saying all along, like, Cody Rhodes is like the 90s Sting for AEW, basically. Same um, hair, same yeah. face, baby face, riding him.
0: Sting was yeah. his favorite wrestler back in the day.
1: Yeah. Was he?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. That'll be a... I mean,
3: like, he grew up with Sting probably backstage. Yeah. He probably was there the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've been
1: maybe working on this for a long time. Interesting. Interesting.
3: I do like these dudes that were all influenced by Dusty coming to rally to AEW. Like, you know, DDP has been there. Like these guys that like they basically are there because of Dusty are giving back to the family. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm into that for sure. Okay. So we're watching Impact on Tuesday on Twitch or Access TV. We're watching AEW uh, Dynamite to see what Sting has to say. He's going to break his silence. We're going to see his path.
3: With Tony yeah. Schiavone interviewing him.
1: Oh, yeah. I will be there for that, Tony. That wasn't that good either. God, my JR sucks tonight.
3: It's all right. <laughs> anyway.
1: So, speaking of sucks, did uh, anything suck pretty bad with war games? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a, for that's NXT.
2: Charlie, I think that's your cue.
0: Oh, I—I'm well, not gonna go. With it. it suck. It was—it was okay, but I mean. It, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was yeah, it was good. pretty good, but it wasn't like, it wasn't you know like like a lot of times we, NXT is it's kind of like wow that blew my mind you know. Right. It's not yeah. like that. I mean, that show wasn't like that. You can't tell me that um, Cameron Games and um,
1: Dexter stock- Loomis.
0: And, yeah, let let's talk about a, that that's a quality that's a that's a takeover match
1: yeah let's talk about that for a second those two guys i mean i Cameron, like both grimes of is them Fun. yeah
0: grimes is funny i like his, his shtick
1: yeah and this dexter loomis guy i mean he's got a fucking body on this guy and uh but I, like how how long can you do this staring gimmick no and more. not talk how far can it really get you like Where is his next out? Like, where's his next avenue? What door is he going to walk through with that gimmick? Like, I just don't know. So you put a guy that doesn't talk, and then you put him with a guy that's just a screwy little cartoon character. It's (laughs) kind of sad because I like both those dudes, but they kind of pigeonhole themselves doing this month-long, month-and-a-half-long little feud. And I thought the strap match was pretty good, but Dexter Loomis, um, you know, all he does is punch. He doesn't really do a whole lot of other moves. He just punches
2: I agree. And that's scary. I feel like Dexter Loomis has kind of been, like, like, I actually noticed him, I think it was probably like a year and a half ago, he did a NXT TV match. And I remember thinking, oh, this is a really unique character. And NXT, right. finally, I, I don't know what happened if he just needed more work behind the scenes or whatever. But regardless, he's been on NXT a lot more lately. And I know a lot of people actually don't really like him. And and I think part of it's just because his character hasn't really evolved at all. Like to your point, Mike, how long can he just stare at people and it be cool, right? Like even orange Cassidy who his whole gimmick is he doesn't care and he does nothing. Like even he evolved at one point, slowly has started to do different things in the ring, change up who he is. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I, you know, could the same be done with Dexter Loomis? Totally. I have no doubt at all. Do I think WWE is going to do it? Probably not. I mean, I don't doubt they dropped the ball at all with Dexter Loomis. I think this Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis feud ends at some point, hopefully now. And Dexter yeah. Loomis is going to find himself doing the exact same thing with some other guy in NXT. Maybe Damian Priest. I don't know.
1: I, well... I can't even see Dexter and Loomis having the belt ever. So what's the point of him even being there? You know, like he like what's this, Who was that
3: bull? Oh, was the bull the big guy? Remember in NXT, Bull. Yeah, I'm talking about? Bull Dempsey. is like you know, like just there to, as a as a interesting character, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Bull
2: Dempsey uh, yeah, was kind of... pretty cool actually. But yeah, you're totally right, Steve. He he was there just to kind of fill the mid card out. I feel like. Um, and he did I a really feel. good job of it. I think even better than Dexter Loomis has done up to this point. But yeah, this match, I, I actually didn't watch this match. I skipped over this one. I think
0: <laughs> about it didn't it. Much.
2: Cameron Grimes. Yeah. yeah, he can do no wrong. I have no doubt he was entertaining in this, but I feel like this match has been done at multiple takeovers now. So yeah, yeah. on to the next. For sure.
1: Well, you, well, you mentioned
0: on TV, yeah.
1: Well, you mentioned Damian Priest a little while ago, Matt. Uh did you guys check out that um Leon Ruff Gargano Damian Priest three way match?
0: Yeah. yeah, that was good.
1: Yeah. I thought it was a good match. I thought yeah. it was
2: a good match. I feel like it was overbooked as hell though. Like all these ghost face killers like Damian yeah, Priest That was, that was stupid. Trying to fend yeah. that...
1: That's where it lost me. yeah Yeah, exactly it was great i mean this honestly nxt has been doing a pretty good job with their three-way matches for some reason they've always been kind of entertaining and they are they're able to tell a story um and this did have a story uh it worked really well um you know with gargano in there he's gonna make both people look good no matter what i mean they did showcase you know rough i mean the guy like charlie said yeah he's really freaking good Mm-hmm. And Damian Priest, I think he's ready for the main roster if that's where he wants to go. Hopefully he doesn't. But, I mean, that's what you're working towards. But I think he's ready to go. He's refined his look. He's gotten better. He's gotten a little stronger, not as, um, like, wiry, like he's a little more cut. And, uh, yeah, when you throw in the razor's edge, I'm into it. And, yeah, this three-way match was really good. But, yeah, like you said, Matt, the ghost face people, that's where it lost me. It got a little too weird. It just kind of went off the rails from there. And then um, we saw Johnny Gargano um, take the belt uh, in that fashion. And uh, the ghost face person that's been around since Halloween Havoc, we had a bunch of guesses. And I'm not – I mean, I don't watch NXT close enough where this guy didn't come to mind. But I guess he's been off the screen for, you know, a couple months. They said maybe he quit because he's better than everybody or something like that. So Austin Theory was this ghost face guy. Didn't, and I mean, didn't Matt
2: predict that?
3: Or am I remembering you, things wrong?
2: I don't know. I didn't. I, I think on last week's episode, I was telling the story about the higher power gimmick in the late 90s with WWF when Vince revealed himself and it was me all okay. along Austin. And when Austin Theory revealed himself to be the ghost face killer, he used the same line, but in a different context, which I thought oh, was kind are. of like... Clever, but at the same time, it felt really forced. So, and yeah. his name, I actually Austin, wasn't too. a big fan of this segment. I thought, of all people, Austin Theory, it's kind of like, hey, it's me, jobber number five. Like, who cares?
1: Well, he is a really, I think <laughs> exactly. he is, I think he's talented, well, but alone. He was alone, the, he he's the
0: not. champ,
2: right?
1: <laughs> right. And I did mention, like, a couple weeks ago, too, that without a Ciampa Gargano rivalry, Gargano just hasn't been hitting the mark lately especially when they're doing like this mr and mrs you know wrestlers uh with his wife candace LeRae and his new outfits it's like it's sucking he needs a partner <laughs> and um you know maybe pairing him with Austin theory might not be a good or
3: might it might something. not be
1: a bad route to try at least just shake well, it up a little this bit is a, if i'm
3: not mistaken this is the third time that gargano has held a title in nxt yep. but looks yeah, hard Three time. Than, yeah, yeah but time. i think but i think uh every other time was like super super short so oh yeah i wonder if he'll actually hold on to it for a while or if that's just going to be their story with him is that he wins it and then loses it right away
1: yeah the north american title is being passed around more than a doobie at a cypress hill concert lately <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i, passed, I, I actually
2: it, was going to ask you about passed that.
3: around more than sunny in the locker room
2: in the nineties. hello! Oof. Whoa. Now we're getting I a wish deep I was there cut, a um, deep cut there.
0: Not not the current version.
2: I was actually going <laughs> to ask you guys about the North American title. So I was thinking the same thing. Like up to this point, I feel like that belt has been pretty well protected. Like when it does change hands, it's usually a big deal, a good sign of who's the next big thing. Up yeah, like the old way. Yep. Totally. Like an um,
1: intercontinental title. Exactly. In the WWF.
2: Right. Exactly. So, so with Leon Ruff winning it and now it bouncing back over to Johnny Gargano, I guess, do you guys feel like that devalues the belt at all? I mean, honestly, I think Leon Ruff, like he, I think he's got a great future ahead of him. I think they definitely shotted it for the shock factor though.
3: Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. I don't yeah. think,
3: I don't know. I, yeah, I think you're right. Like, like when, when Cole had it and stuff, it really was like the up and comer belt and this kind of hotshotting back and forth and Gargano, i I don't want to diss Gargano because he's awesome. He's he's good, but I feel like that character is sort of, I don't know. I still feel like character is a bit played out on NXT. I don't know. I don't think the title benefits from him having it. I guess I would say that in my well, humble opinion. Especially
1: when there might be hinting at a tag uh, team between Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano. So, like, why have the belt on him when they could be going after the tag titles? Yeah. We're, yeah we're the tag champions oh Isn't it's uh, not, only Larkin and
0: yeah.
3: Larkin and birch they beat be right right. right
0: right yeah their heels are not getting there they're not gonna have two heel teams fight so have to be said they have to drop the belts plus they got a hot thing going with i don't i don't think they're gonna be tag team i think it's gonna be like buddies
1: huh wow i hear that we'll see how that plays out um Okay, so should we start with the women's war games? Um, we have to. <laughs> that, let, that let off the show. I mean, I saw the uh, pictures of this. I didn't watch it live, but I saw the Instagram of the, the girls coming out, and it looked like um, an 80s version of like Motley Crue and uh, some hair – like just their costumes. It's just like wacky as hell. Um, but, you know, they – I thought that I thought it was pretty good, honestly. I last week I I explained how much I enjoy watching Dakota Kai. I thought she did, you know, the best job in this match. I mean, she took a lot of bumps. She she actually got her ass kicked pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot Not of as stuff. in this as match. Yeah, right. That's bad. As a broken arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does she have a broken arm? That's
3: what yeah. they think.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, what about that mini sledgehammer that they bring out?
2: Yeah. And that, uh yeah. That was That was ridiculous yeah, in my opinion to like play
0: the game. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> like why are you going to bring out a steel hammer and hit Dakota Kai who's like 110 pounds, and expect her to be okay. And like like war games! <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, how is that even possible? You can't – I just don't think there should be sledgehammers in wrestling because, like, what are you going to do? Just hit them with the butt end of a stick? You can easily do that with a bat. But, I mean, if you literally, like, hit somebody with a sledgehammer in the face, you're going to kill them. You should be killed. And if they're not saying kids don't try this at home every two seconds or, you know, somebody might take it the wrong way.
3: Yeah. For yeah. Sure. They, right didn't they, they, they didn't warn me. They didn't have the warnings, and I brought a sledgehammer to work and got in trouble. So <laughs> it was a
1: it was a mini sledgehammer, though, right, Steve? It was yeah. The same of course. One. Of course. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I. I. So a, a couple thoughts on this. I, I. Overall, I thought the match was pretty entertaining. Um. I feel like I was taken in and out of it a lot, and what I mean by that is we see Rhea Ripley at one point pull out this mini sledgehammer, kind of like you said, Mike. Um. It. I don't know it so in this match is supposed to be a baby face and then out of nowhere she busts out a sledgehammer she starts hitting people with it and they're selling it like it's just a soft open fist punch right like it's yeah. nothing major so right away i'm thinking to myself okay come on back in the 90s like triple h would hit someone with a sledgehammer and they'd be off tv for a month and somehow we've completely bypassed that rule but we'll set that aside for a minute then we see Io Shirai jump off the top of the cage, which to me this was the moment of the night. Where she puts a garbage can over her head and dives off. Like to me, that's just crazy. Like regardless, as a human being, she had to have been just terrified to some degree. But she did not. <laughs> just a blind. She put it on, jumped off. The both teams did a great job catching her, making it look good. I thought that was really cool. As a whole, I would say this match was more of a spot fest than a match, though. I. I feel like there was so many times where I didn't really know what was going on. You could tell the women were looking at each other, trying to decide who wanted to get a move in, who didn't. And they almost right. kind of hesitated, seemed confused. Um, and then at the end, we see Raquel Gonzalez score the pin over Io Shirai, which right. totally get it. They want to push Raquel. Like, that's awesome. I totally th- think she needs it. Like, it- it's just obvious at this point. She's the one, right? Um, called that too last week, by the way. That's it's right. That's right, nice but um, yeah, as a whole, I mean, there was a lot of really good spots in this match. It was a good way to kick off the show as a whole, though. I feel like there's a lot of injuries, and I don't know that the story they told really furthered any one person's uh, roles on the show with the exception of Raquel Gonzalez.
1: Right, and it is strange that, you know, it's Team Shotzi Blackheart when they have Io Shirai the champion, Rhea Ripley, the former champion, and then who was the other person on the team? Um Ember Moon. Ember Moon, okay, so another person with the reputation. So they basically have the like the bottomest person on the totem pole lead the team. I feel like they just gave her team Shotzi Blackheart because she has a tank. I think that and they destroyed it. her
0: tank. That was that was the reason of yeah. starting it off. So that's Yeah, oh, yeah. That was her team.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I, uh, which is pretty weak.
0: Yeah. Super weak.
1: But yeah, (laughs) uh, again, I can't, I I can't explain how much I think Dakota Kai has like come along, like since turning heel, like she's gained more confidence in the ring. And here I thought she like held that whole match together to be quite honest with you. I mean, Ember Moon hit some great spots. A lot of people hit great spots, but I feel like Dakota Kai gave it more fluidity to that match uh, in my opinion, where it could have just been, you know, a major spot fest and gone off the rails at any point. So, yeah, that's kind of what I was feeling. You know, entertain match didn't further anybody's careers in any way, shape, or form. I think when EO jumped off of the um, the, the the top of the cage with the garbage can, it looked like Candice LeRae got like the worst of that too. By the way, if you go back, is and that watch. where
0: she?
3: Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, so I didn't know you brought. She broke her arm until you guys brought it up. So, but I got to think that could have been the spot. So we we'll might have to go back and look at that and see how she responded after that point. Um, but the men's match, uh, Undisputed Era versus Team Pat McAfee. You knew this was going to be a good one. Undisputed Era in the War Games match. It's it's going to be awesome. Uh, but Pat McAfee hasn't been wrestling a whole lot uh, since his Adam Cole takeover match and i was excited to see him get back in the ring the second
3: appearance right
1: right yeah yeah Yeah. i feel like this guy is just living his best life actually just like if he loves (laughs) wrestling yeah he's a great heel he's on the mic he's just like you know what i'm gonna enjoy this like if i'm only on this show for however many months i'm gonna enjoy the hell out of it i mean the dude got up on top of the cage and he you know, executes his spots. He's going through tables. I just feel like the guy's just having a ball out there. Does a great fucking job. So big fan of Pat McAfee. Um they did end up winning the match, right? Team McAfee, right? No. No, they lost.
3: Undisputed Era won. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. Undisputed Era won. Um, yeah, Undisputed Era. You can kind of see that they're kind of getting a little wear and tear on them, uh, for being a a team as long as they have
3: it's been years now, right?
1: Yeah, like five, six years. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly, he's kind of got a little uh, meat on him now. He's not as wiry as he used to be. A little more spry. I don't know if this is like him maybe getting a actual title push where I think he might be the one to break off undisputed era first, when maybe in the past I would think Wadrick Strong. But I don't know. I feel Kyle O'Reilly with more uh mic time getting a kind of a He's younger, different look. Yeah, he mm-hmm. might be uh, the one that splits off. Because Bobby Fish, he's just kind of there. He'll just do whatever. He's the oldest. Anything. Yeah, he's like right. in his
2: forties, I think. I was watching. and you No, know, how old he is.
0: He's like forty. I think he's like <laughs> forty-four or forty-six yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, and I think Roddy. Shit.
3: I think Roddy's is he like thirty-eight or thirty?
0: Yeah, Roddy's something like thirty-eight. That. Yeah. I looked it up last night. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm.
3: That's crazy. But Riley's like early 30s or late 20s. He's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah him doesn't, he
1: have, doesn't he have like uh, diabetes or something? Did I hear that? Yeah. Ooh. He is. Uh, yeah.
0: I think he's type one. He's born Ooh. with it. Kyler uh, Riley. Kyler uh, oh. Riley. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. I didn't I'm know right. that until I heard an interview with him. I thought that was really interesting. But yeah. I mean, he's, he's bulked up a lot and um, he's kind of showing some more skill set that he's a, A great wrestler, but Adam Cole, man, he is he's awesome. I mean, he just doesn't he doesn't miss a step. Yeah, he's got it. I thought he wrestled a great match.
3: Totally. Yeah, he never has a bad night.
1: I always thought he was a little bit
2: overrated, but Mike, to your point, yeah, he he never has a bad match. He clearly stands out as the top guy in that faction. Um, I actually thought of you, Mike, when I was watching this because I did notice Kyle O'Reilly's bulked up a little bit and (laughs) Mike's the body guy on the podcast, so I figured... <laughs> body and fashion. Yes. <laughs>
0: Fabulous. <laughs> Jesus. My boy. Jeez. God, man.
3: Connie, my yeah. boy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought it was a pretty good uh, War Games. Definitely not the best. I mean, especially after following uh, AEW Dynamite. It was basically the one year anniversary when me and uh, Charlie went down and saw War Games in Chicago and those undisputed Arab uh, fans (laughs) next to us marked out so (laughs) bad. They sure were probably marking out after this one. Hey, I don't know if I ever told you this, Charlie. So do you remember the guy that sat in front of us at the wrestling show with his son? And he was like on his phone the whole time. And he was saying like, Oh, I'm here. Like, Oh yeah. That one guy. Yeah.
0: Mr. Mr. No, no everybody. know it all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Velveteen dreams heard. I was talking with him earlier. I was
0: talking to him (laughs) earlier. He's that, he was that guy, dude. dude. Yeah. He was,
1: he was showing us like the, his phone and be like, yeah, I'm talking to Gargano right now or something like that. Yeah. So apparently <laughs> I was telling this to Kristen on the way home after we dropped you off. And I, and I was like, you were talking with that guy. Cause I don't know what she was doing. She's like, I was reading. Cause she's not as big a wrestling fan as us. And not, obviously not watching the match. She was actually spying on that guy's phone, Charlie. On his
0: phone, yeah. And she said I about guess- somebody's girl. He had like
1: nude pictures or something. Yeah. He was like sending uh you know pic- nude pictures to like a couple different girls. Like, yeah, my room is two seventeen and oh, like wow. he was there with the- he was there with his son. So he's like, Yeah, yeah once oh my, my son goes to bed, I'll meet you down at the bar. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit. What like Kristen, what is this all about? Yeah, she-, she knew all about it. We might have to get Kristen on and she can tell the full story. Yep. But I just thought that was interesting because his son was like super into it. He was singing all the songs. He had the oh, yeah. shirts. He was dropping the fight forever, like yeah. all the chants and shit. For no reason. But yeah, his dad was kind of a scumbag. <gasps> what a deadbeat. Yeah. Playa.
0: Playa. <laughs> well, back to the yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys talk about the Thatcher and, uh, Oh yeah. I fell
1: fell asleep during that. (laughs) You probably did. (laughs) Alrighty. Moving on. No, I mean, Timothy Thatcher, I just don't like watching that guy wrestle. The guy's got like a size 17 foot, probably got like a huge wrench, but his face is just like, his teeth look like jaws. He's never going to be, he's going to be like another Dexter Loomis. Any like, he's never going to be the champ. He's never going to go anywhere. I don't think he's going to do anything. He needs to go to NXT UK, in my opinion. Maybe
2: he'll team with Lars Sullivan
3: on the main roster.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. That'd be a good pairing. I could totally see that, actually. Um, <laughs> based on some of the other podcasts I listened to, I so this is another match I skipped over, but I did hear good things about it. Supposedly, Timothy Thatcher, um, and if you guys haven't seen him before, Timothy Thatcher has really big cauliflower ear. And oh, yeah, I guess during one point in the match, it actually busted open yep. and started bleeding. Because oh, yeah, I was the I was, sad, dude. was yeah. really stiff and just a lot of grappling. So from what I've heard, it was a very good, well-worked technical wrestling match. But I, I mean, there was nothing shocking that happened during it. If you're looking for a good hard-hitting match, supposedly it's a good one to check out.
1: Well, I feel like Thatcher was... Um the fallback plan for Champa as well like where we thought carrying cross and champa we're going to have a a little run them two, but since carrying cross got hurt they mm-hmm. just didn't have anything for champa to be like yo dude everybody else is written for for the next couple of weeks and uh you want a little match with uh timmy at uh war games and i'm sure champa was like yeah I'll... anything to get on screen
3: cuz yeah. they haven't given that but... guy shit no he That's hasn't done bad. he hasn't really made a influence in a long time
1: i know there's nobody for him to wrestle
3: other yeah, than it's like, the, Cross. it's like he doesn't want to go to the main roster but the downside is they haven't really gotten anything meaty for him so in a while oh, yeah who's he gonna That's wrestle
1: an... Kushida. that doesn't yeah. make sense <sighs> maybe,
3: maybe maybe they'll go to the well one more time with him and gargano
1: i hope not but i would it wouldn't surprise me if they did for sure
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, okay, I I didn't watch war games in its entirety. I watched highlights and stuff, but I guess to sum up my feeling on it, it's like NXT, you can always, like NXT never puts on a bad show. And last night was no exception, but I don't know. I think maybe to me, all of a sudden I feel like just to me as a fan, like the whole war games thing kind of jumped the shark a little. It's it's like, I've Mm -hmm. seen it all now. Okay. This year they added a bunch of weapons. And it's just, after a while, it's, it's kind of like the same reason that, that, what was that Moxley match the other week where, um, with, uh, I just lost who it was. Was it, um, but anyway, like, Kings I remember in? We, we were, we were yeah, in? where I just was kind of done with the, like, the the extreme rules stuff because it just felt like it was played out. And I yeah. feel like War Games felt played out to me. It's like, yeah, it's they've now done four or five years of them, whatever. And, you know, they've done... Re- crazy stunts every year after a while it's like you've seen it all
2: yeah and i think i think it goes beyond the stunts too like i think the formula of every war games match is pretty similar like you know when the big spots are going to happen yeah um and and a lot of it i honestly don't know that how much you can book around that just because the rules of the match dictate so much of what you can do and when is the best time to do something right yeah true so yeah, I, I agree with you, Steve. I think they have jumped the shark a little bit and n- not entirely um, on, of any fault of their own. It, it's more just the structure of the match kind of limits based on what they can do. And I think we've seen enough war games matches now and they have packed them full of so many amazing spots that every year it, it just it's starting to devolve into a spot fest more than an actual story.
1: Yeah, and you and you can only jump off the top of the cage so many times. I feel like every war <laughs> yeah. games, it's yeah. just exactly. like, who's gonna? Io Shirai is gonna do her back moonsault off the thing. Well, let's put a garbage can on her <laughs> yeah, this year. but here, that you know. was a
0: garbage can, though. The ones yeah. on it.
3: <laughs> but it's like it's like every time Shane McMahon does a stunt, now it's like yeah. okay, whoop, here have Seen it before. Right, right. Okay, the the the, the Mega Millionaire. Um, does a stunt and into a pad, you know?
1: Well, I feel as long as Lord Stephen Regal is there as commissioner to say this patented war games.
3: War games. Yeah. He's, yeah.
1: It's going to stick around. Great. So I'm okay with it. It's fun. It kind of lets you know what time of year it is. Every November <laughs> yeah. war games rolls around, you know, it's Christmas time again. Lit MK candles is here for you. Um, yeah. Uh, you know,
0: so
3: totally. <laughs> You know what somebody should do? Somebody should do is because wasn't War Pigs or something? Wasn't the yeah the Black yeah Sand? yeah the jam, War dude. Pigs is also a beer. They should somebody should get that made into a candle by by Lit MKE. There you go. I've done it. Perfect for this time Yeah, I bet you have. Derek.
1: Uh, uh what's his last name? Derek. Bellasine. Uh, name's Derek. Yeah, we um he gave me like probably ninety War Pigs cans and he gave me a free hat so nice there's a lot there's a lot of connections um you know in the candle community and the especially when you make booze candles so yeah, yeah you never know where life takes you
3: well i commissioned uh, you to make candle for me for a christmas present i recommend every all our listeners do the same
1: yes steve your order is ready and matt uh becky's order will be ready tomorrow so thank you for that. Charlie, Woo! I'm ready whenever Woo! you are, buddy.
0: Yeah, I have to look and see on your site. I have to look. I saw that lady on Instagram rate rate raving, so I might have to get on there and get my order in.
1: All right, buddy. Well you know you got my number. You yep. can always text me your order whenever you're ready, no pressure. But yeah.
0: Well, oh, well, they, they, well you know I know a guy who what's his name? He was asking uh he was asking about you your candles. You know, George
3: Valentine. Was,
0: yeah, it was it? It was nobody! Absolutely
3: <laughs> nobody! <laughs>
1: And with that, I think that's gonna have to do wow. it for us here on Keep the K, Fave. So, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, remember to subscribe on Spotify. Uh, follow each episode for all things wrestling here with the boys. And follow us on Instagram at Keep the K, Fave. As always, boys, it was a pleasure talking with you. You guys are awesome. Thanks a lot.
0: down Ow! Feel alright Smoke that Drake, crack that bro, we getting freaky tonight Now when people are done bumping they head to this You wonder why you wanted anything in